0: is over no it isn't the election is over it's supposed to be
1: (laughs) they're still voting in arizona they're still voting and no i think they finally stopped voting in nevada they're still voting in colorado trying to save seat, and uh, call it counting i'm i'm sorry i'm I'm stepping on here ken but this whole idea of we're we're not past the election we have election month now
0: you see what happens to tom when you keep him pent up for a, a month or so He just explodes onto the scene. Welcome back, Tom. Glad to have you. you. Oh,
1: I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Um, Yeah, yeah, let's hit it.
0: (laughs) So we're going to talk about two different facets of the election, the the national, and then later we'll talk a little bit about what went on here in Wyoming. Uh, For those of you that perhaps had not heard, yes, I did win my election. I am now officially a member of the 67th legislature of the state of Wyoming. House District 29, very proud to be so.
1: But the media said you're an oathkeeper.
0: <laughs> media said a lot of stuff. <laughs> I know it was brutal. <laughs> so so give us overall, Tom, give us overall your impressions of the red wave. What happened?
1: Okay, yeah. The non existent red wave. I'm still looking through that right now because we know that my actual career is, other than being a father and husband, is political scientist. And a lot of times people look at the issues and they look at the mood of the country and they think about which, particularly the partisans who really follow politics, get into and they, they read too much into it. All of the technical aspects pointed towards a red wave, an unpopular president, a midterm election, an economy in trouble, Redistricting with extra seats in red states that all points to a red wave. So why don't we see that? Um Donald Trump, it's Donald's fault. You know, Donald Trump, without a doubt, he suppressed he inadvertently suppressed vote in some swing states by running around telling everybody it's hopeless and rigged. That affects people. That demoralizes some people. That, What's the point of voting? It's all rigged anyway. He did affect people like that. But you know, he is such a force in the Republican party in America still and and that is why you're getting the never trumpers in the media right now trying to say that oh it's all over for Trump. No it isn't. It's long from over from Donald Trump and and DeSantis is so far behind him nationally, but I want to get back to like why we didn't see like a 40-50 seat gain like we have in the past. I was looking at the um the the the, the generic poll which obviously we have five, four 435 different districts. Um, so the national polls don't really matter, but it gives you an idea. It gives you a, a, the temperature, the mood of the country. And the Republicans were up in all the polls about 2.5%, 2.5% percentage points, um, which is very similar to 2014 when they won big, when they were up 2.4%. Um, and what we see is the polls typically underestimate Republican support, and they did. The Republicans turned out in the national tally for the House of Representatives to get be about five percentage points. So they got about 52% of the vote. Republic, uh, Democrats got about 46. And, and that gap will close as Democrats keep pl- printing new ballots to steal these seats across the country. Um yeah, go ahead. Call me an election denier. I'm an election realist. I ain't I, saying nothing. <laughs> I know how these things work, and it's it's it's, it's both parties pull it off when they can do it. I mean, look at Lauren Boebert in, in Colorado. She was soundly defeated, and then four days later, oh, look, we found enough ballots, and Lauren's now ahead in, in western conservative Colorado. Um, yeah, so neither party is completely innocent. But it, I, it looks to me like this, though. It looks like it was the 2020 redistricting. Now, we talk about a red wave in Florida. What happened there? Well, DeSantis is a very popular governor. But Florida also redistricted very favorably to the Republican Party. Thus, the Republicans picked up seats in Florida. California lost a seat and redistricted very favorably to the Democratic Party. And they picked up—it was a wash. They picked up seats in California that they lost in Florida. Now— DeSantis was popular enough to like win some counties. But at the same time, let's not forget the population shift over COVID. Many freedom-loving people went to places like Florida and Texas and Wyoming and South Dakota to get out of the hellhole police states. So that's part of the reason that Florida went so red. Conservatives moved there in the last couple of years. We also have to look at New York. We heard about a red wave in New York. No, There was no red wave in New York. You had a goof of a governor who's very unpopular, and she still won. To get the general mood of where New York was, Chuck Schumer got reelected easily, 13, 14 percentage points. That's where New York really is. So why did the Republicans win seats in New York? The, The New York Democrats' congressional map got struck by the courts, and they had to rewrite it, and they had to make a fair map. They couldn't gerrymander it. Boom. That's why we got Republican seats in New York.
0: I I also read somewhere, and perhaps you can comment on this, that where Republicans won, they won by wider margins. In other words, they they became more entrenched. The Republicans turned out in greater numbers.
1: What I'm seeing is that the red states got redder, the blue states got bluer. Colorado is so far left now, the Democrats have super majorities in both chambers of the General Assembly, and they legalized... Uh, psychedelics. That that ought, that ought to help the state. And Illinois has got this horrific, ridiculous, incompetent governor who got easily reelected. Um, you had a, a dictator in Michigan get reelected. A- and then we, we see in state after state, a lot of status quo because COVID, again, did a lot of self-separation with conservatives going to free open states. And, uh, and and I, I can't call them liberals. The the socialists staying in their socialist police states behind. I mean, you just got people wearing masks in California, for God's sake.
0: What the hell is going on in Arizona? Arizona. Why does it take two weeks to count a hundred thousand ballots?
1: Uh, that, oh, that's that's easy. This is it's called election fraud. And and when you got the news out there, immediately calling somebody like me an election denier with no substance whatsoever to back their position, as soon as they start the name-calling, you're right. If you bring up a, a position on any issue, and you're immediately name-called, and, and they don't have anything but, oh, that's nothing but a debunked conspiracy theory. Really? Where's your evidence of that?
0: Snopes! That's that's also, that's exactly what Chuck Gray ran into as he was going around the state showing 2,000 mules, is everybody would come up to him and say, well, well you know everything, and that's been debunked. And he said, have you seen it? Well, no, but we know it's been—you can't debunk what's in that film.
1: This this is how it's done. This is how they they cheat with mail-in ballots. And when I say they, I mean you're kidding yourself if you only think Democrats are pulling this off. It's easier to pull it off in large urban districts, which Democrats control, so it's more obvious. The laws are typically in states that if the mail-in ballot is postmarked by Election Day, it has to be counted. Then, of course, we've got the U.S. Postal Service. It could take a week to get there. So we never know when all the ballots are going to be coming in. Nobody knows why somebody would be mailing their ballot the day before Election Day. But in any case, it doesn't matter that the law says they have to be postmarked. You've got in Pennsylvania. We'll count them anyway. Yeah. You've got drop boxes that are never postmarked. Nobody knows when they were dropped off. So that's why we get all these bushels of ballots coming in. I wouldn't doubt that in some counties in the country, they're calling people up, did you vote yet? I forgot to vote this year. It's okay, just drop it off, you know, fill yeah. out the ballot right now. And then people are like, oh, Tom, you're such a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, no, 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 I'm a realist. I have studied politics since I lived in Cook County, Illinois, which is infamous for dead people voting. I mean, it's a joke there. I mean, it is regularly known that people vote in two, three, four precincts. Fraud is so rampant in Cook County, it's become a running joke in Illinois. Well, who came out of Cook County, Illinois, and became president? Barack Obama. And he spread the Chicago way of politics all across
0: the country. The community organizer.
1: The community or, or the ballot collector, the ballot harvester, whatever you want to call them.
0: There's, there's also the deal about signatures. Okay, the signatures don't have to match. Some of them aren't even signed. They're not signed. They're not yeah. dated,
1: and they count them anyway.
0: Yeah, it's it's... It's lunacy, and hats off to Chuck Gray for trying to do what we can to keep Wyoming as clean as we can. Do I think Wyoming is without fault? No.
1: Chuck's ideas are fantastic to keep the elections clean and to keep people's faith in the system. What we have people talking about now on the Republican side is we can't seem to stop the Democrats from cheating, so now we have to learn how to cheat like they do. I mean, that's it. We're a banana republic. The Would elections it, yeah. are meaningless. It's who can ever produce the ballots the most quickly and efficiently, who can ever pay off the judges, who could ever make sure they've got attorney generals and secretaries of state who who don't bother following up on fraud. Let's uh, let, We'll arrest a few people here and there to make it look like we're on top of it. And then we'll have the New York Times put out a story that election fraud is a conspiracy theory. Uh, Like all the other conspiracy theories they put out
0: there. And then the voters are completely disenfranchised, so they disengage, and the powers that be are free to do whatever they choose, run everything amok.
1: Well, I would like to say this to the people of Wyoming. There are a lot of disheartened people very disappointed that there wasn't some big Republican wave. The first thing is, even if the Republicans swept in and took both chambers of Congress. I can't stand when people say both houses. There's one house. There's a house and a Senate. Sorry, (laughs) people, my autism on display. But both chambers of Congress, what happens? We still have an inept, mentally feeble man who they wake up every now and then and they pump him full of something, Adderall, to may have him stumble through a teleprompter. Uh, That's still the guy in the White House. And it didn't, wouldn't matter. The Republicans wouldn't have veto-proof majorities. Legislation would come to a standstill. And I think we're going to see basically the same effect because it looks like the Republicans probably still will whenever election month ends, or maybe it'll go into Christmas, that they will have a slim majority in the House and Nancy Pelosi will finally be done. That means the Democrats' legislative agenda is DOA. They won't pass anything else. And then we just have to deal with uh, radical, crazy appointments to the bench, which can cause damage long term. But at least the hemorrhaging in America will stop. We're going to have gridlock in Congress. Gridlock at the federal level, my fellow Wyomingites, is good.
0: It is a blessing.
1: Gridlock is good. Two things happen with gridlock. Number one, they stop screwing with us because they're too busy bickering with each other. Number two, that's when we get things like hitting the debt ceiling. That's when we get all sorts of, we get government shutdowns. The media will make you panic. Oh my goodness, they're going to, they won't let you look at Mount Rushmore. And, and the people in the IRS will continue getting paid, even though they don't work. The government shutdowns, they happen all the time now. And they usually do them right before Christmas anyway, to try and scare people. In the end, we end up saving money yeah, because it, whether it's, One of the biggest myths in in, in national politics is that when the Republicans are in charge, we get small government and controlled spending. That is a laughable, horrible myth. When Republicans control both, when they they have both the White House and the Congress, spending goes through the roof, debt goes through the roof. When re- when Democrats, it's even worse. I know they're even worse. But both parties get in there and they start passing a boatload of goodies to their pals. The United States government works more frugally, more efficiently, actually less efficiently, which is good for us, which makes the economy work more efficiently. When there's spl- split government,
0: the last time that there was any kind of a Congress that I would say challenged what you've just said was when Newt Gingrich was Speaker of the House. But Clinton was President. Yeah, and he forced Clinton to come off of his high horse, come back down to reality. It lasted very briefly. Every time I've seen a quote-unquote red wave, now we get leadership in there that has no idea what they're doing or how to effectively govern. The
1: Washington generals. Wait a second, we're not supposed to win. (laughs) Exactly. Now what?
0: Exactly, and they stand there and look at each other for about two years and then it's over uh, and no, so no, even that's, yeah. what's, what
1: mitch mcconnell why is he still they're talking about him thank god he's not going to be senate leader again oh yep. he's he's oh, the only one that has a key to his office and oh, nobody has the courage to ask him <laughs> I, uh, I i i um, i'm a conservative it, wow why is that guy still there but it, it's not a bad thing to have divided government we would not have and we know this in wyoming the Republicans can have clear majorities in both chambers of the legislature, and we still get crap coming out of the Capitol because you don't have a majority of conservatives there.
0: My, are we encouraging. I feel so good about This is a good thing. (laughs) Hey,
1: listen, if you—and I'm speaking to anyone listening—if you base your happiness in life on parties and politicians, you will always be disappointed. Be happy. The, the economy recovers when D.C. is in gridlock and they just leave us alone and business goes back to doing what it does. And, and they don't have to worry about new laws and new regulations because they're too busy up there pointing fingers, trying to make headlines on NMS, NBC, and Fox News. That is good for us in general. So this is I would not feel discouraged no matter who came in. No matter who controls Congress after these elections, Biden was still going to be president and the government's going into gridlock. That's a good thing. The economy will recover now. Inflation will die down. Unfortunately, the Democrats will get some credit for it because people tend to credit who's ever in the White House at the time. But in general, this is not such a bad thing.
0: We alluded to the 24 presidential election when we spoke about Trump and DeSantis looking on the other side of the aisle, as they like to call it. Um, who do you see there? I, I saw a, a dream ticket advanced just today. With Biden and Fetterman? No, it was worse. <laughs> it, it was worse because these people are conscious, theoretically. Uh, it was Stacey Abrams and Liz Cheney. I am not making this up. Well, what about Beto? <laughs> Beto has run in Texas... For everything possible under every, I don't, I need uh, to, I, under every party possible, uh, and every, lost I, in every way possible,
1: he is he, he is a colossal loser. He he's a colossal loser of money. But I figured they would they would put Beto up there for president. I don't know who's going to run when Biden says he's going to run. The entire Democratic Party cringes.
0: Well, if but if but if Biden has been so successful for them, you can see them learn leaning to Fetterman because now they've got now they've got a younger version of Biden that they put on some sort of chemicals and keep going for a while?
1: I don't know. I, I, I know what's going on with Fetterman. That is um, one of the...
0: Wasn't that a weird race?
1: Well, it, in general, the, the man is severely brain damaged. He can no longer understand simple sentences. He can barely put one together himself. He's mentally incompetent.
0: He's and, the ideal, quote-unquote, leader.
1: And the media hid that. And by the time they finally had a debate for everyone to see... And Oz, one of the worst Republican candidates ever. Thanks, Donald. Um, he actually went up in the polls near the end, but half of Pennsylvanians had voted early already. That's what happened there. I don't think Pennsylvania was stolen. I mean, there was obviously fake ballots putting out there and everything like that. But Oz lost by by so many percentage points. Uh, he even loses without a few extra absentee ballots. He was that weak of a candidate. And they hid how bad Fetterman was.
0: So they do they seriously do they have a shining star? Who who do you see as a front runner? Who do you see as a front runner going into twenty four?
1: Nobody, which is why they are so desperately trying to push this DeSantis versus Trump war to cut those two down. Because whoever they put up, they're hoping that uh, Don and Ron kneecap each other. But I think in the end, both of them are too smart to do that. You know, Ron DeSantis is only 44 years old. I, I Really, the, the smart thing for Don the businessman would be, I'm not going to do a Donald Trump impression. I'm not very good at it. I do Clinton. You have the wrong hair anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not the right color. Yeah, yeah What? rub some Cheetos on my face. Oh, I hurt some people's feelings who worship the man. In any case, the thing for Donald Trump to do would be like, hey, Ron, come over here. Listen to this. I only got four more years. Ron is my VP. We'll own the place for 12 years. I'll be president for four years. You'll be president before you're 50 years old. It'll, it's all good. Let's do it that way. And, and um, But he immediately, I don't know, the knee-jerk reaction of, of attacking around DeSantis and trying to take credit for his wins and everything like that. And sometimes, you know, Trump's his own worst enemy.
0: I would agree. And that's, I've never been a big Trump fan. I loved what he accomplished. I think he he was tremendous in that regard. I don't know of anybody else who could have withstood the slings and arrows that were launched at him. But I'm ready to move on. I'm okay with that. I I want somebody that will do the same sort of thing but not hurt himself every time he turns around.
1: Uh, And if Donald Trump is a nominee again, what the Democrats have been putting out there? Yeah, I would vote for him again. Oh, yeah.
0: I would abs- absolutely, and I believe he would walk away with the national election. Oh, uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Arizona's tough to win. Any, any state that has mail-in ballots, it's very tough for the Republicans to win now, unless they understand that system. But, you know, that, that, that's enough about the federal elections, because people often forget that what affects your day-to-day life the most are your state and local governments. And it's a... It's a new day in Wyoming. It's a much different story here.
0: We did have a red wave here, but in Wyoming... It was in August. Yeah. In Wyoming, it's all Republican anyway. So then the difference is between...
1: Liberal and conservative Republicans.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to look for the terminology that Charlie Cole won't call me up and hit me with. but Okay. Yeah, there is is a, a division, although... I seriously believe it's a lot smaller division and a lot less decisive than the press would have you believe. They're trying to talk about a a civil war in the Republican Party, and I really don't believe it's that bad. But go ahead. You're you're doing fine there. (laughs) Uh, Oh, thank you. Uh, Well, you know, as a relative newcomer
1: to Wyoming, I only moved here three years ago and I was, I have to say, a little disappointed to find out the state was not as conservative as I was led to believe the most republican state in the country the most conservative state and I get here and I find out that we have career politicians in Cheyenne who put on the republican label and I think I think the state is conservative oh the, the people of yeah, Wyoming yeah, yeah. what I, especially when I was running for superintendent going across the state right I met so many great people and but most conservative people I meet understandably aren't all that excited about politics they want to raise their families see their church families they want to run their businesses they want to run the ranches they a lot of times just want to be left alone and what i what i saw in wyoming is i would say about two-thirds of this state is conservative and and less and only about a third of the legislature was when i got here
0: yeah um that is changing rapidly
1: and the, these these yeah, with people freshmen like you coming in, um, whoever thought Ken, you're nearing retirement age and you're a freshman
0: <laughs> makes me feel young again. <laughs> you're just getting started yeah. in politics. So, if you look back about ten years, there were probably we've been lucky to find a half dozen genuine conservatives that reflected the mood of the state yeah. in in the Wyoming legislature. Now we're about half. Right, right. And each year we have raised this as like maybe 6, 12, 18, 24. There is a definite trend there, and that trend, I believe, is attributed to the fact that people are waking up. They're realizing just what you saw when you got here, that the legislature that we had trustfully elected, because they all put an R after their name, was right. going to go out and do what we believed in. and it became obvious to a lot of us in the last 10, 12 years that that was absolutely not the case. And some of us just said, okay, that's enough. I can't turn around and look at my grandkids. I, I'm not sure how to say this. I'll but. tell you
1: this. You know who the, the heroes of the conservative movement in Wyoming are? Just read the press. Read the Casper Star Tribune. Read the Sheridan Press. You read um, Wyofile when you see the hit pieces on people like Frankie Thorne, you know who the heroes are. Right.
0: Whoever they vilify, you it, know. The exactly. And that's, then whoever... that's who
1: did it. So it wasn't like people just like woke up. It was men like Frank on around the country saying, do these people really represent you? And people like, oh, my God, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you also have, when you look at the press, the same cast of characters. There's about a half dozen legislators that are commonly interviewed for stories that every time they turn around... They, they go back to the same people, and they get the same opinions. Do they ever come and talk to the conservatives? Well, on occasion, they try, but most of us, frankly, won't even talk to them anymore. And, and
1: when they do, Because when they do talk to you, they yep. come up and ask you, how, when did you stop beating your wife questions?
0: <laughs> Wednesday morning, local newspaper, the Sheridan Press. I had been called Tuesday night late at the end of the election. Congratulated. It gave me some pleasure to have them call and, and have to congratulate me. And we discussed some facts. Wednesday morning, front page, there's an article. It, it wasn't a bad article. It didn't do me any damage. But it was factually inaccurate in a lot of places and and pulled things that I had never said or had, hadn't said it in that way. It was just, It frankly, it was poorly done. Wildfile comes out with one yesterday talking about the the battle for the speaker of the house. And of course their perspective was all from Albert Summers, who we would call the left side, versus Mark Jennings, whom we would call the right side, and who's got control of that. And you can just tell by the tone of it, not only the bias that is there, but the same people were interviewed. Okay, Mark finally submits to an interview and Leo the lefty completely slaughters it and gets it wrong. Unfortunately he got approached yesterday by a couple of folks who said, what did you print here? That's not accurate. That's not accurate. And he had to kind of eat a little bit of it.
1: Well, you know, the press is not going to be your friend when, when it comes to these no. types of things. Uh, there were some telling things that happened in the Wyoming election, though, um, as far as we've got people who consider themselves Republicans, but they're really not. Let, let's look at your race. Um, Martha Wright is a challenger from the Democrats, Right. Correct. Okay.
0: However, she never really admitted to being a Democrat. She would sometimes say, perhaps you never voted for a D, but she's saying, I'm running a purple campaign. Well, yeah,
1: of course she's running in a Republican state. She but would
0: tell people she was a fiscal conservative.
1: Uh, let's give credit to. where credit is due on this type of thing, though. She did uh, run an honorable campaign. She, she did. She, she didn't unfairly attack you. She, she did run a positive campaign. And as a Democrat in the Sheridan area, she did fairly well. Which I have to ask, I mean, you won by like a thousand votes, but your margin of win was smaller than a lot of conservatives running against Democrats. And I have to ask people, why is that? When you have a Republican like yourself, who is pretty much checks all the boxes on the Republican platform, why would somebody who identifies as a Republican vote for the Democrat who checks almost none of those boxes, maybe two or three out of 10?
0: perhaps because she claims to. And the other side of it is she's talking about how we need to put civility back into politics. And there is there is that does resound with people. I will tell you, though, you, you mentioned Sheridan. Sheridan is a lot bluer than a lot of people think. There are portions of this city that are very blue. Well, I, I'm just thinking that we
1: have... You know, the dreaded rhino word is what, what we're looking at here. You have people who consider themselves Republicans, but from a policy standpoint, and, and the press is just brutal with you too, this, this this crap about the Oath Keeper thing. They're trying to make you look like some right-wing militia nut. Yep. And it, it was, anyone who knows you knows it's absolutely laughable. And that supported her campaign too. We have registered Republicans who voted for Martha Because somebody had convinced them that you were some election-denying fascist when you're a constitutional conservative, when, if anything, you get hammered from people on the far right as being too liberal because you believe in individual liberties and you actually believe in limited government, which is the antithesis of being a fascist.
0: Preach it, brother. (laughs) (laughs)
1: it was so well i know you personally it was so frustrating to me and you know me i've got my libertarian leanings too
0: sure
1: so whenever i've been called like a nazi or something like that it's like you but of course then i I get people from the far right who call me i've been called a marxist by people in sheridan
0: i've been called a rhino i've been called everything under the books depending on where somebody thinks they are and and a lot of it is not so much where they think they are but where they think you are people hear one or two things from you, a little snippet somewhere, and they think they've got you all summed up. And I guess that's that's one of the things that is frustrating about the way politics is done, is it's all sound bites, it's all snapshots. There's very little time to sit down and have a real honest debate. You and I took part in some forums, yeah. and it was like you got two minutes to explain the Pythagorean Theorem. You know, right, or, right.
1: Or similar. Or you get the Chamber of Commerce ask, ask, ask these loaded questions. Yeah, similar. Like you know, you know. Let, let's talk about the uh, funding crisis in education. Talk about a loaded. Qu- what funding crisis? Yeah, thirty seconds go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you got thirty seconds. To say there is no funding crisis. Wyoming spends more per student than like in forty-five other states. So what are we talking about? Funding crisis. Oh, that's a biennial budget. Uh, well, I'll forget that. That right. was just like oh. Well,
0: I guess part of the problem was. No Nobody challenged that.
1: That often happens. We know yes. that. It's just We come out with actual facts and figures, and people say, well, that's just a conspiracy theory. And what, what's your thing on that? Oh, you're a racist. Yeah. It's, uh,
0: yeah, I, I, and you're, you're kind of making my case that now it's all labels. It's all snapshots. It's all image. None of it has to do with substance. Well, part of what we're trying to do here at the Ramble Room, our good friend, David Iverson at Cowboy State Politics does it magnificently. And if you just watched or listened to his show, you wouldn't know it, but he goes around and he does forums, he does debates, and we actually get, I say we because occasionally I get to help him on these things, we actually get to have a little back and forth in a Lincoln-Douglas-style debate where you can actually get into the meat of some of these issues a little more. And I would anticipate that within two more years, we're going to have a much better platform to get out and talk to the people substantively and in-depth on issues that matter rather than this rigged, I'm going to call it rigged, system, where you have the press controlling everything that gets out and everything that is said, and it's all image and snapshots and baloney. Look
1: at the school board candidates. We had some of the sweetest most wonderful people I've ever met, upstanding members of the community, family members who stood up and put themselves in the public spotlight.
0: And they were vilified.
1: As as being these crazy right-wingers, uneducated, vilified by some of the fellow candidates. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was actually appalled. I'm not going to say anything now, but I actually called one of the candidates up by name, something I normally don't do because he just portrayed anybody who disagreed with the current school board as being liars and being stupid and being crazy. And it's like, wow, if that's what he says about us in public when he's campaigning, what what does he say behind closed doors? And I saw some very, very just wonderful Christian people who behave as such just get hammered publicly. And then we wonder why good people don't want to run for office. I mean, I, I've got a, a thicker skin than some people do. I saw the things that were said about me running for superintendent. It was one of the most unreal things I've ever I've ever seen in my life. and, and the stuff that you endured for the last few years because you ran in 2020 um, and you ran successfully this time around. And, and you know it's not over. Oh, you know no. your, your seat's gonna get targeted by by yeah. the liberal Republicans of Sheridan County. And they're going to raise big money to get you out of there because, oh, my goodness, you 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 might vote for something so crazy like boys should use the boys' bathroom. Wow. Oh, my goodness. In Wyoming?
0: We shouldn't have pornography in a school library. Uh, There's a radical view. Oh,
1: that that's another one for the school boards. That's a whole different yeah. issue. I, I was talking to school board candidates across the state. This was cool. Down in Cheyenne, out in Torrington. Uh, obviously in Sheridan, because the knee-jerk reaction was, these are fascists who want to censor things. So I got to consult a lot of people. I'm so happy the people I consulted won. And, <laughs> and it was, it was, I'm like, listen, you have to call out what it is. It's not censorship. You don't want to ban R-rated or X-rated movies. You just don't want them brought into the schools for children. People can go out in the free market, and if you want your children to see this graphic sexual stuff, bring it to your home.
0: The same people that call you a book banner would try to take you to jail if you took a Bible into the school.
1: Oh, I wouldn't say take you to jail? But definitely, yeah, definitely kick you out. You
0: understand, Mike?
1: Yeah, I, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, it's, the hypocrisy when that that type of thing is, is absolutely incredible. But this whole idea of of like being book banners and censorship—there's mm-hmm. nothing about censorship that you don't want second grade kids going in and seeing sexually graphic books in the
0: library look at how we rate movies right look at we all the things that we do around you you can't have a beer until i don't even know what the drinking age is anymore 1921 it's whatever 21 it is, is, i don't know um been there done that that you look at all these things and society understands that children are not ready to make big decisions They're not ready to do things that are going to adversely affect their body long-term because they don't have the wherewithal to judge accurately, unless it has to do with perverted sex, and then by all means.
1: Listen, I don't care if it's perverted. I don't care if it's sanctioned by the Catholic Church. It doesn't matter what form of sex we're talking about. There's no reason for grade school children... They're trying to learn how to read and write. They don't need to be going, what is that? And um, we we see the same type of thing, though, with the the so-called gaslighting on CRT. Well, you don't want to teach the kids real history. No, no, we don't want to teach kids to judge people by their skin color. Absolutely talk about the racism of the past. Go ahead and get out there and talk about how brutal slavery was. Talk about what happened to the Native Americans. That is history. America gets better and stronger from learning from its mistakes. But this whole idea that people are successful today because they're the correct color or they end up in jail because they're the wrong color is absolutely backwards from anything Martin Luther King Jr. ever wanted. And it's so nice that it looks like we're finally going to have a legislature in Wyoming that reflects the will of most people in Wyoming. Just common sense, let the local communities run their schools Let people get this garbage out of the libraries. Let girls' teams have girls on them only. And let's not worry about if the federal government's going to pull money away. I have to shout out to Brian Schrader. Yeah. Yeah. Because he hit his stride a little bit too late in the campaign, and he'll probably even admit that too. And um, if anyone wants to blame me for tripping him up, fine, you weren't following the campaign. But he took a stand on these things, and he went out on his shield. If I lose because I stood up for the right thing, I can live with that. And God bless him for doing that.
0: Yeah, he's, he's done a good job. <clears throat> he has been vilified for that last press conference. Um, people trying to say that the people that spoke at that, the legislators that spoke at that were misrepresenting the facts. You know, a lot of those are friends of mine. I've seen the same facts they had. They were speaking the truth. We're dealing once again with a press that only can see things through one perspective. It's not
1: that they only can see things through one perspective. They purposely try to obfuscate stuff. Um, I, I would, invite people who listen to me or Ken or David Iverson and you're thinking that what we're saying is contrary to what your local news is reporting or whatever. I invite you in, take a look on the inside, go into these school libraries, take a look at these books that we're talking about, look in other states and other schools of what's actually happening. All these things when you have, like, I think it was the head of the WEA, just flat out lie that that stuff is not happening in Wyoming. and then, And then the press puts it out there like it's fact. And all you have to do is look around. It's everywhere. And we luckily with social media, conservatives and, and just common sense people, even if you're not a Republican, can stay connected and share stories from Cheyenne and share stories from, from, um, from Douglas and uh, Buffalo. Uh, things coming right out of the schools that we're being told by the press and the NEA uh, or the WA, whatever, the, their puppet. Oh, that's not happening. That's not in Wyoming. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So where do we go from here? It's good news, America. The federal government is going to come to a screeching standstill and leave us alone and stop printing so much money that things are inflating constantly. Um, The state government is probably going to represent you better than it ever has in a long time. The press is going to try and scare the hell out of you that these horrible right-wing Nazi bills are going to be coming out of this right-wing Congress. And go ahead, read the bills don't take the press's word for what's actually in it. I mean, think about what they said with Florida's don't say gay bill. And people all across the country were somehow convinced that Florida had banned saying the word gay in schools. When they passed a bill, the word gay was never even in the law, and it simply said you will not teach sex ed to third graders, second graders, first graders, or kindergartners. That's all it said.
0: One last thought from me. I've often thought that the press was pointedly and decidedly—I'll say it—evil. I know that you don't like that, but I've often felt that
1: way. Uh, Don't get me wrong, Ken. I believe in good and evil, but I just in politics, both sides like to label the other side evil, and then we go—we get nowhere. Yeah.
0: But and and maybe you'll like my conclusion here. What I've learned, especially about the Wyoming press, is they are incompetent they don't read the bills they don't talk to anybody at length other than the four or five people they've already always spoken to they are lazy they are incompetent they don't know what they're talking about and therefore you have a public that is in the dark there are things going on across wyoming now with a number of people working on genuine news working on journalism the real thing and exposing the truth about what is going on and allowing people to make a decision from an enlightened perspective. The very best thing that you can do as a listener is acquaint yourself, if you're interested in Wyoming government, for example, with wildleg.gov. Understand that you can go on there. You can read all the statutes. You can read all the bills. You can see all the votes. Everything that you would want to know is there. Inform yourself, and you'll be far wiser than the people who are supposed to be telling you what's going on in the press.